It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is February 13th, 2018. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV, State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary, and as always, it's great to be with you. Oh, thank you, Bill. And I get, Bill's pretty pretty good at finding stories that have to do with some, sometimes our guests, and he did find a good one today, and it's about the five things no one tells you about getting out of the military. Why don't you let us in on that secret? <laughs> well, Gary, uh, those things are very important. You know, uh, in many cases, when it's time to depart from the military, you're so anxious to return to home and community and you really don't want to hear too much about anything other than uh, uh, getting rid of the uniform and uh, getting back to home, community, friends, and things that you've been away from uh, for some time. But, you know, sooner or later you have to make that decision as to what are you going to do. Am I going to school or am I going to seek employment? So I found a rather unique uh, article here. It's titled Five Things. No one tells you about getting out of the military. And, uh, you know, this uh, was put together by a, a veteran who uh, left the military, uh, attended graduate school, and uh, eventually got employment. And this person was concerned about how much better uh, they thought they could have been uh, when uh, uh, leaving the military, if they'd gotten some advice. So one of the first things is uh, when you're leaving the military would be important is that, you know, we, we, we underestimate the cost of leaving the military. For an example, you know, in, in a lot of cases, uh, especially if you don't have employment, there's a pay cut, things that you may have to pay for, um, uh, health insurance, and maybe that if you're looking for employment, there may be a gap in knowledge in terms of how to pursue this. So um, the other thing is that uh, uh, we don't realize a lot of times that when we we come back to civilian life, that you know just to get started in employment, you may have to take a step back in the job market because you have a gap in experience. So uh, that's something that, that's important to be aware of. And another thing is that the, the critical idea of selling ourselves with being natural. Uh, you know, we've got a story to tell from uh, the time that we served in the military, and no one can tell that story but... Uh, uh, ourselves about ourselves and uh, most important to be proud of uh, the service that we have rendered to our country uh, 
And the other thing is that, you know, some of us may be uh, a little overconfident uh, in terms of, well, you know, I can do anything. And uh, one of the worst things that we can do uh, of, of many is to, you know, we approach someone and say, who's hiring? Well, that doesn't really get you too far in terms of where you're going to go. Having some knowledge about how to specify and to be able to market your skills, to talk about what you are capable of doing, and knowing exactly how, what you want to do and what you're willing to do to, uh, to accomplish that. And the last thing, Gary, self-knowledge is the single is most important thing in the job uh, 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 search. Uh, your military experience is a most important part of your identity, and uh, in your transition from the military, uh, you should explore opportunities to redefine what matters most to you in your new career. So, uh, you know, uh, we always look back at hindsight, and we think about a lot of things that we wish we had, but these five things that we just discussed so far, uh, I think, can be a very good starter as we begin to redefine our lives after returning to home and community. That's correct. That's correct, Bill. And that's a lot of good information. And again, there's a lot of people out there that can help, uh, such as our guests. Uh, as we get into it, you'll understand where I'm coming from. But again, I just want to inform everyone that the Orlando VA Medical Center is hosting a ribbon-cutting ceremony for the Orlando Fisher House. The Fisher House will provide a home away from home at no cost for families and caregivers of veterans and active-duty military personnel receiving treatment at the Orlando VA Medical Center. The 16th Suite Orlando Fisher House will become the 76th Fisher House in operation. The house uh, actually features guest suites and private baths, a common kitchen, laundry facilities, a spacious dining room, and an in-living uh, room with a library. The ribbon cutting is set for tomorrow, by the way, that is uh, Valentine's Day at 10 a.m. in the morning, and that is at the Orlando VA Medical Center, Lake Nona, at 13800 Veterans Way, Orlando. That's 32827. Questions and concerns, feel free to give Mike a call at 407 6 314436. Show them your support and be there tomorrow. Now, Bill, I'll tell you what, we're gonna go take a take a break and when we come back we'll we'll get right to our back to our guests. Okay? How's that sound? Certainly. All right. You're listening to the American uh, Network Radio powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. 
by providing a unique blend of information and advocacy. We are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Well, welcome back. And right now we're going to get uh, together with our guests. And Bill, you have the honor of introducing them. And Gary, indeed, it's an honor. You know, just before I make the introduction, uh, you know, for the past two weeks, including this week, we're on a roll. We, uh, our guests have been uh, from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs and specifically from the District of Columbia uh, VA Medical Center. So we're very happy uh, to showcase uh, the uh, medical center and, and the VA. So, Gary, That's right. it's an honor uh, to introduce uh, Renetta Bradford, who is the uh, Disabled Affirmative Action Program Manager for the Department of Veterans Affairs. Renetta works in the Veterans and Employment Service Office, Office of Human Resources and Administration, where she is responsible for enhancing recruitment, employment, and advancement of disabled veterans to increase the percentage of disabled veteran employees in the Veterans Administration and the federal workforce and improving disabled veteran employees' retention rate in the VA. Renetta is an Air Force veteran who joined the Air Force at 19. While on active duty, she served in various administrative capacities in the Air Force Intelligence. After separating, Renetta worked in the private sector for some DOD contractors before returning as a public servant in uh, 2013. So, Renetta Bradford, welcome to the American Heroes Network. And uh, as you come aboard, tell us a little bit more about your background. Well, thank you so much. Uh, You know, I can't say it enough. I'm so excited to be on the show so I can talk to my fellow veterans and transitioning service members because everything that I do at this point in my life is in direction uh, of helping them. So just a little bit more about me, which is not really much more that can be said, I think, other than the fact that I enjoy what I do. Um, I'm very passionate about helping veterans. Uh, One of the models that I like to use a lot is that I'm here to serve until your service is no longer required. And so being a veteran and having some rough roads uh, 
before I got in the military, I have been very fortunate, very blessed to be in a position where my recreation has become my work, and that is being able to help veterans get meaningful employment. So I'm excited about that. All right. And you said you joined the service at, at 19. That was only a couple of years ago, right? Yes, just a couple of years ago. I can't believe how quickly those two or three years went by. And I know. Here I am. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Bill? Well, if we did, I could talk Bill to more. Bill here. Our okay. next guest is uh, right. Zelda Davis. Zelda served 21 years of active military service with the United States Army, where she held numerous leadership positions with a background in training, administration, and program ma- management. Zelda retired as a first sergeant in 2004 and pursued a second career as a federal government employee in 2005. Zelda worked with the Department of Defense as a training course manager with the Quartermaster Center and school at Fort Lee, Virginia. Later in her federal career, Zelda went back to school and received her master's of science degree in administration with concentration in human resources. Zelda, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, Thank Zelda. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right. And Bill? Well, uh, uh, I've got a question I guess we can start off with. Um, and... Uh, how does the the, the uh, Department of Veteran Affairs uh, go about in uh, announcing and marketing the uh, the point that uh, you are involved in hel- helping veterans to uh, get employment? Yes, Bill. Um, this is Zelda. So, as Renetta said, we are all things veteran centric here at the Veteran Employment Services Office with the Department of Veteran Affairs, and so. And being in partnership, not just with the VA, we're also in partnership with other federal agencies across the United States, um, excuse me, across um, D.C. And so what we do is we, all, we come together, we talk about the mission-critical positions that um, the agencies um, need to fill, and one, they want to fill the positions with highly qualified veterans. And so what we do is we take their information, we use our... Um, VSO has a website called VA for Vets, and so we post those jobs on our website so that veterans across the United States and across, um, you know, abroad are able to go to the website using, utilizing their, their computers, and they're able to go to our website and see, um, view those featured, we call them featured federal positions and featured private sector positions. We're not just, um, we're also in um, partnership with uh, private sector employers as well who are eagerly um, wanting to hire highly skilled, qualified um, veterans. And so we also use our social media sites as well as Facebook. So we always encourage veterans to share the information that we post on our website and on Facebook. We're also um, post on LinkedIn just to get you know, we use various tools, I mean, various resources to get the information out to our veterans and their family members, as well as transitioning service members. Now, Renetta, do they have to uh, sign up with you in order to get to that website? 
Yes, what normally happens is, is with everything, we're everywhere. So in the Washington, D.C. area, as well as like Zelda said on Facebook. So what we try to do is let them know where our website is. So not necessarily sign up with us. We're about building awareness. So as many events that we attend, been on the radio uh, show like this one today, wherever we are, we are, uh, share with every person that is a veteran or know a veteran that our website, VA4Vets at VA.gov, does exist. And so that they will know that that information is out there. They don't have to sign up at all. They just need to know that the website exists. And so this is a good time to just say the website again for your listeners. It is www.va4vets.va.gov. That's va4vets.va.gov. If they visit our website, they will have complete access to it. There's a link for them to click on to our Facebook account, and so then they can get and become Facebook followers as well, and that's where all our information we try to use. We, uh, Zelda is our resident outreach, virtual digital outreach manager as well as uh, face-to-face, and so she keeps that website and our uh, Facebook Live posts constantly filled with information, just-in-time information for veterans and transitioning service members to understand and learn about job opportunities that are available as soon as she becomes aware of it. Now, you do have an office probably right inside the medical center, correct? Well, we actually have our offices in the VA central office at headquarters. Uh, We don't have anyone in the medical center in Washington, D.C., but we are actually located at the VA central office, and so that's the reason why we have a digital outreach program because we're not able to be located throughout the nation due to some downsizing in our organization. We've lost some connections, but what we did was we increased our virtual outreach or digital outreach as we de- decrease maybe some of the manpower that we needed because the secretary wanted to focus on health care and making sure our veterans was getting the proper health care. So, you know, as you can imagine, you have to kind of uh, readjust your budget when you're trying to take those priorities important and our veterans' health care and benefits were, you know, the priority and, and things like that. So we lost some of our uh, manpower, but we increased it through digital outreach instead. But I will say that we do, we have partnered with the medical center and we do host um, quarterly resource fairs. So that's another right. um, avenue for us to reach out to our veterans, that those that come to the medical center and we're there for an entire day. And so that's just another avenue for us to, to reach and get the information out to the veterans as well. Mm-hmm. All right. What's one of the most important things an employer looks for? Mm. Good question, huh? Yes. Now, what we talk about, and this is some of the things that Zelda and I do that we enjoy, is we talk about those soft skills. You can be qualified, as you know, to perform certain tasking because you can look at the announcement and tell you what those technical expertise are. But what we have found, as in most employers, they're looking for that person that's a team player, that's willing to work hard to get the job done, Um, a person who comes in and able to think above and beyond, you know, where they currently are. So you're always looking for, employers are always looking for people who can come in, see the mission, 
accept the mission, and then look at ways of streamlining processes, being more efficient and more effective, and, of course, being able to get along in a team-building, team environment because, of course, um, the more that you work together with people, you have the synergy that you need, that customer service aspect is going to be what's going to take you further and help the organization even better than just having your technical abilities. So I definitely would say team building and being able to be customer service focused is one of the main things that we look for in VA. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of important things uh, in order to get that job, especially the resume. Do you offer resume help? Zelda, you can answer that one. I think you'll be the one to do that one. Well, since we downsize, what we do do is we um, partner with the Office of Personnel Management, OPM, and because mm-hmm. we're hearing veterans often say, we know we qualify for the job, but we didn't get referred. We hear that when we go out to career fairs. We hear that when we speak with them on the phone. And so on our VA for Vets website, in partnership with OPM, we actually have um, training sessions that they can go out to the website and they can actually register directly from the website to um, participate in how do I write a federal resume. Uh, Another class is finding and applying for jobs in the federal government. Another training session is interviewing skills, pathways and hiring students and recent graduates into federal careers, and employment opportunities for individuals and disabilities. I listed all those to say that Visa, we are, um, since we downsize, we want to be able to provide the veteran and service members with all the tools necessary to help them. And so when they take the class, we always, when we speak to them, we always tell them, refer them to take the class first. And then we'll do one-on-one um, coachings with them at the career fairs, those that bring their resumes, and then when we speak with them one-on-one um, telephonically as well. Right. All right. And what we found is just to, to add to what Delta is saying, we have found that we could not do justice in trying to do one-on-one resume writing training because OPM's resume writing training is so good. As uh, we've yeah. always tell people, we took the class. And even though we are federal employees, this free hour and a half, once a month class that's offered to veterans online so they can just log in wherever they are is the best tool that we have found to be for them. And if they would just take that time, an hour and a half of their time, schedule the uh, training that's once again, once a month, that training will will just take them to another level and they will understand the content and the strategy behind writing an effective federal resume. And so that's the reason why we refer them there because that is the best opportunity for them and we can attest to it because we took the training and although we're federal employees, we found some tips and things that we got from that training that we didn't know and we said the next time we apply for a position, I'm definitely going to use some of this information even though I have a job. So we pushed that program, that virtual training option because we really do believe it is the best source of training out there for veterans seeking uh, how to write a federal resume. And one thing, too, that I would like to, um, we also tell the veterans and service members getting out is that there is a difference between a federal resume and a mm-hmm. private sector resume. Private sector resumes, no, their length of resumes is no more than one to three pages. And so bulletized, whereas a federal resume, once 
they want more information. They want them to go more in depth as to their experience and their achievements and results as to to their um, to the job um, that they are applying for. And so we tell when we do see those veterans that do provide us with a copy of their resume, maybe at a career fair. Automatically up front, we know there's issues because they're not going into detail as to what their experience is. And so they're, they kind of give like an over, a general overview and not necessarily thinking about, you know, as a veteran myself, I've done many things in the military. So you have to really sit and think, what did I do? And then list those things according to the vacancy announcement. And so when you do that, that's one of the tips that we learned, Renette and I learned when we took the, the training, is that you look at the vacancy announcement, look at the duties and responsibilities that are being asked um, involving the position, and then look at those special um, skill identifiers that they're looking for, you know, special skills, and then put your information into each category of the duty and responsibility to see, do I really qualify for this position? And so that's just a, a, a tip or a strategy to, that, to help a veteran so that they will know, maybe I don't really have the special skills that I, that I thought I had to be able to p- apply and qualify for that position. So, mm-hmm. All right. Bill? Well, Renetta and Zelda, you know, it's great to hear you speak about the resume as you have. Uh, and I'd like your comment, because this is a thought that I've had about resumes in, in other documents, but specifically the resume. The resume uh, is speaking for you what your talents are, what you can and cannot do. Uh, uh, to me, it appears to be so important because it speaks in your absence. It has to answer those questions that when a perspective uh a hiring person is uh, looking for someone, the first thing that they see before they get a chance to interview uh, the, the candidate is the resume. Is it speaking? Does it tell the story about you as the applicant and what you can do? Uh, talk just a little bit about that to our listening audience. Sure, and that's really good, I, and I can I can tune in on that, and I know Zelda have some more she can follow up on, but that is the most important thing that we try to tell our veterans and transitioning service members. In the federal government, it is a two-part process in order to gain employment. The first one is submitting that, well, really three parts, uh, submitting that federal resume normally through USAJobs.gov. But in that resume has to make sure or the HR specialist then reviews the resume to determine if the individual qualifies for the position from which they are applying. And that's why Zelda was saying looking at the roles and responsibilities in the announcement and looking at those specialized skills, your resume has to be succinct enough, it has to be clear enough, and specific enough that when the HR person is reviewing that resume, they are able to quickly and adequately review that, that resume to say, yes, this person can do this job. Unlike the private sector, the HR specialists in the federal government are looking to see, can you do this job, not a job, not a job in general to this job, but specifically the job from which they are applying. But then after that, that if the HR specialist says, yes, this individual is qualified, they refer that individual 
application to the hiring manager. The hiring manager is also looking at that resume, not just to determine if the person qualified for the position, but to ensure that they know exactly what that position is, that this person really can do the job because of the things that they have provided to them concerning their knowledge, their skills, and their abilities. Then and only then will a hiring manager, if they determine that they want to interview a uh, group of of candidates, they will then interview those candidates, ask more questions through a board, and then hopefully that individual will then be selected for the position. So USAjobs.gov, submit your resume. Let the HR specialist review that resume. The HR specialist then refers it to the hiring manager, and then the hiring manager determines whether or not they want to interview the individual. But if you have an excellent resume, if you respond to that announcement in the manner that you should, you as a veteran will have a higher chance of getting interviewed for the position because you're not just qualified, you have indicated that you are best qualified for that position, which gives you even a better chance. And one thing that I would like to say, too, is um, to the veterans listening is that you are not, you're competing against other veterans. Mm-hmm. Please keep in mind that you are competing against other veterans because we oftentimes hear that the VA doesn't hire veterans or the VA, you know, or other agencies, they don't hire veterans. That's not true because we're veterans. And so we've been where they've been. And so, but you have to do the work. You have to do the work. You have to sit down and you have to, uh, and only you can map out and know what, what you've done over the course of your military career to include voluntary expenses. Those, that, those um, uh, experience has to speak to the resume. And so the resume, when the hiring manager gets your resume, those are there are specific things that they are looking for. And so I just wanted to say veterans need to understand that they're also competing against other veterans, and agencies do hire veterans. Now it's time to sell yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. That's exactly right. You have to. Yes. That's exactly right. You have to sell yourself. You have to sell and yourself. That is, uh, that is, I'm glad you said that. As a matter of fact, because we have found that in the military, most of us are humbled servants, and so we're not used to selling ourselves. We, you know, we do our job. We do it well. We follow orders. We give orders. But in the federal government, when it's time to start talking about yourself as a veteran, tell the story. Brag on yourself, boast on yourself, sell yourself so that that individual looks at you and say, I want you, because this is not the time to be humble. This is not the time to say, well, I don't want to say that I'm excellent. I'm just going to say I did a good job. No, if you know you were excellent, if you know you was outstanding, I am outstanding. I do this job better than anyone else. I have broken records doing this job. Tell the story. This is not your time to be shy. Sell yourself. Absolutely. That's correct. All right. Now, yeah, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
by providing a unique blend of information and advocacy. We are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guests, Renetta and Zelda. And Bill, you want to continue on with the conversation? Well, certainly. Uh, to our guests, you know, a lot of times in, uh, when we're seeking employment, uh, this thought goes through our mind about this special mystique that's all involved in how we get hired and what happens here and there. Now, as I recall, and you just mentioned during the break, about the special hiring authorities, tell our uh, listening audience about uh, some of the things that happen with these uh, special situations in, in the hiring authority. Yes, of course. Okay, Zelda, um, you can I'm sorry, Ray? Go ahead, Zelda. Okay, what I was going to say, before we um, go into talking about the special hiring authorities, I wanted to talk about, um, just briefly, about veteran preference, because a lot of times veterans are not aware that they do have preference just by serving in the military. You know, they have preference, and so with preference, I'm going to give um, just, a, just a general overview. So veteran preference is a it was um it comes from the Veteran Preference Act of 1944 where veterans who are disabled or who have served on active duty in the armed forces during certain specified time periods or in the military campaigns are entitled to preference over others in hiring from competitive lists of eligibles and also in retention during reductions in force in addition to receiving preference and competitive appointments veterans may be considered for special competitive excuse me special non-competitive appointments for which only they are eligible. And so what are the different veteran preferences? Veteran preference uses a numerical rating system. Veterans receive additional point 
additional points for their status as a military service member, either while they served or they are currently serving. So we have the different types of uh, preferences are you have a preference eligible with no disability rating. Those veterans that just, they don't have any claims, no ratings, they would get an automatic five points. What does that mean? That means that when the HR specialist receives their application package, they would rate it and they will get a score, a numerical score. Well, once they come up with the numerical score, five additional points based off of veteran preference is added to that, um, that veteran applicant's um, package. So we also have the um, disability rating of 30% or more, whereas that veteran would get an additional 10 points added to their rating. And we also have the disability rating of at least 10% but less than 30%. They also get an additional 10 points added to their score. And why is that important? That's important because sometimes hiring a manager will tell the HR specialist, I only want applicants who received a score of 100. The difference that those five, additional five and ten points makes a difference that their names would be either added to the certificate of eligible that would go to the hiring manager or even though they made minimum qualifications, because the hiring manager asked specifically for um, those applicants that scored 100 or more, their names will be left off if they scored, let's say, a 90 or a 95. So it's very important for veterans to understand the purpose of veteran preference. And so now going, leading me into talking about the special hiring authorities for veterans. Right. So they are the special hiring authorities. The first thing I want to say is for all veterans and transitioning service members that are listening, you still need to be qualified for the position regardless of the special hiring authority that may be used and that you may be eligible for, please understand your eligibility and your qualification is two different things. You may be eligible for a position, but if you're not qualified for the position, you will still not be considered eligible or qualified regardless of your eligibility. So I think that's very important. So the special hiring authority, I'm sorry, go ahead. Were you going to say something? No. Mm-mm. Okay. I'm sorry. So the special hiring authorities that are available to agencies are, again, up to the agency to use. So if an agency does not have to use a special hiring authority to recruit for positions, the agencies can. And that's the other thing we want veterans to know. Every agency is not required to use these authorities, but they can. And part of our job, Zelda and myself and our other team members, is to advocate for the use of special hiring authorities, especially when it comes to hiring veterans with disabilities, which, which is where my field of effort is at. So first and foremost, there is the VRA Special Hiring Authority, and that Veteran Recruitment Act is the name of that authority. And it is authorized for individuals who are in the receipt of a campaign badge for service during a war or in campaign or expedition or a disabled veteran or a person in receipt of an armed services medal for participation in a military operation or, all these ors, a recently separated veteran within the last three years 
And in all those cases, the person must have been discharged under honorable conditions. What that means is the agency then can take this VRA appointment and they can appoint an individual up to the grade of GS-11 or equivalent, and this position can be either permanent or temporary, or it can be on a term assignment. And all it requires is for a training plan for less than 15 years of education. The individual can then be, if they pass the requirements, be converted to a career or career conditional appointment in the competitive service. So this special high authority is a non-competitive authority that the agencies can use to hire veterans that are qualified for a position up to the grade of GS-11. Okay? The next one is the 30% or more service-connected disabled. 30% or more is what it sounds like. Sometimes we will ask a veteran, do you have a 30% or more uh, service-connected disability? And they will say, yes, I have 100%. No, just the answer is yes, because whether you're 30%, 70%, or 100%, all the veterans fall in the same category, 30% or more. So whether you're 30% or 100%, if you're 100%, you don't get more credit been a person that's 30%. So we want to make sure everyone understands that. So it falls within this category. The persons who are eligible for this position must have either been retired from active military service with a service-connected disability rating of 30% or more or rated by the Department of Veteran Affairs showing a compensable service-connected disability of 30% or more. When this happens, once again, an agency can decide to hire a veteran non-competitively and under this program that they, if they qualify for the position, they can choose to use this type of special hiring authority to bring them on and there is no time, uh, grade limitation. So the VRA was up to GS-11, 30% or more service connected, there is no grade limitation. So an individual can come in as a GS-14, GS-15. It doesn't matter what the grade is if that agency decides to use this hiring authority to hire the individual as long as they have a 30% or more service-connected disability and they qualify for the position, then they can be selected non-competitively for this position. Now, please remember, non-competitively means with other veterans in this category. So you may be one of many veterans who qualify and are eligible for this hiring authority, but it doesn't mean that you, the veteran, will be selected. So you want to make sure, once again, that you are highly qualified or that you put your best foot forward because you're going to be competing with other veterans in this same category. The next one is as I'm going down because I don't want to lose my memory, would be uh, what I call the Schedule A. The Schedule A is the one that's a little different. If you do not have a 30% or more service-connected disability rating from the Department of Veterans Affairs, you could still be disabled, but it's, you just don't have your, your letter from VA. But your doctor, your private doctor, or the VA doctor can determine that you're eligible for this position if you are an individual who has a severe physical, psychological, or intellectual disability. And the only proof that is required for you to be eligible for a Schedule A uh, 
state or Schedule A hiring authority is you have to have proof of that disability from any licensed medical professional, right, and or any federal or state agency or agency of District of Columbia or U.S. territory that issues or provides disability benefits. If you have that letter and you also have a send or you have a sender form SF-15, which is the application for 10-point vetting preference, if you're claiming 10-point preference, then that's all you require in order to be eligible for a Schedule A uh, disability or special hiring authority. They Again, using the Schedule A, there's no great limitation. You can be um, promoted or begin getting a position either permanent, temporary, or term. And you can also be converted to a career or career conditional appointment, but after a two-year satisfactory service. So you're on a two-year probation. If you're hired under Schedule A hiring authority, you're on a two-year probationary period before you can be converted to a career or career conditional. The other one, the 30% or more, or the VRA, requires a one-year probationary period before you can be converted. In some cases, the agency can do uh, them right after you can come on board, but that's very limited. But just check that out with your agency to determine when the conversion can occur. So bottom line up front, you have the VRA, you have the uh, 30% or more service-connected disability, and then you have the Schedule A. Those are the top three uh, hiring preferences that you can use under the Special Hiring Authority that agencies, I'm sorry, can use to hire veterans that's not competitive. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Don't forget to visit the American Heroes Network archived library of shows. We have created a veterans resource that is truly making a difference of our weekly live shows. All our shows are archived on demand for easy access to resources and events anytime, anywhere, on any mobile device. You're listening to the American Heroes Network radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com
You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guests, Renetta and Zelda. And why don't you tell us a little bit more about the types of programs you have? Okay. So for veterans in the VA, we're, we're so excited that the VA has several programs for our veterans um, to operate or to get employment under. And one of them is the Warriors to Workforce Program. Now, what the Warriors to Workforce Program is, is a 10-month program that offers veterans an opportunity to transition into a new career in the federal government by applying their military skills and experiences to the contract specialist field. The program focuses on transitional support, mentoring, professional development, and foundational career training activities. Interns complete the program, complete the program as a cohort fortified by a built-in support system that mirrors the team environment and camaraderie that you've experienced in the military. These relationships create a foundation for a lasting professional network throughout your career. After successful completion of the program, the 10-month program, interns advance to the two-year acquisition intern program, which equips them with the skills and experiences they need to become a full-time contract specialist. Through the Warriors to Workforce program and the AIP program, veterans are taught in the demand skills and competencies which allows them to continue serving their country as civil servants. This is an awesome program. As a matter of fact, they're beginning to take applications now for the August 2018 cohort. So if there are veterans who are interested in a career in the area of contract specialists, please go to our website, www.va4vets.va.gov, and Zelda has a link to this Warrior to Workforce application process so that you can submit your application to be considered as one of the individuals for this program. It is a small number of people. It's highly competitive. So please get this in because they're taking applications right now. It's called the Warrior to Workforce Program, and it's awesome. All right? The other program that we want to talk about that some of you may not know, and these are for disabled veterans, and that is we have a non-paid work experience program called NPWE. So the Department of Veteran Affairs non-paid work experience program provides eligible veterans and service members the opportunity to obtain training and practical job experiences concurrently. This program is ideal for veterans or service members who have a clearly established career goal and who learn easily in a hands-on environment. This program is well-suited to veterans or service members who are having difficulties obtaining deployment, um, employment excuse me, due to a lack of work experience. The non-paid work experience program can be established in a federal, state, or local government agencies only, and the employer can then hire that veteran or any one of them at any point during their non-paid work experience. 
So, again, this is a great program for individuals who know what they want to do. They don't have the experience. You can go through our BBA, Folk Rehab and Employment Coordinator, and they can assist you in transitioning into a non-paid work experience program where once you receive the training, if the opportunity is there, the individual can then hire you permanently once you have obtained that training. And even if there isn't an opportunity for permanent hiring, you will receive a certificate of training, and that certificate will provide you with the GS grade that you were trained in. So, for example, if the training was at a GS9 equivalent, you will receive a certificate of training that says this individual is thoroughly trained at this position at a GS9. So then when you start applying for positions, you can then attach the certificate to that uh, application to show that you're already trained at that level for that position. So that should be very helpful for you. All right. Now, ladies, we only have a couple minutes left. And Renetta and Zelda, it was a pleasure having you on our show today. What would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Why don't we start with you, Renetta? Okay. Well, what I would say is that please pray and yourself. You've done a lot in your career and in your military time, so don't be afraid to write it all down. As a matter of fact, start doing it now. Everything that you've done, not what your MOS is, but everything you've done in the military, start joining that down and get ready to build your resume. All right. Zelda? Um, I just want to, them to know, veterans and service members to know that they are not alone. Sometimes, you know, we feel isolated we are afraid because we feel that there's, there's no help available to them, but there is help. The Department of Veteran Affairs, through our office, the Veteran Employment Services Office, we are here to help you. Whatever mm-hmm. you need, please go to our website, which Renetta spoke about earlier, which is www.va4vets.va.gov, and, or you can call us. We are all things veteran-centric, and we are here to help you. And your phone number? Our number is 202-461-7759. Again, that's 202-461-7759. Thank you. Bill? Well, Zelda and Renetta, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you so much for your service to this great country and your continued service to assisting veterans, our men and women, uh, to uh, getting employment. You're doing an outstanding job, and we'd certainly like to expend an opportunity for you to come back and visit with us again to talk some more about your programs. We would be honored to. Yes, sir. Thank you. Definitely. And again... If you miss any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7. And you can hear all the archived shows right from your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. Hey, guys, don't forget about tomorrow. And ladies, uh, it's Valentine's Day. Don't forget about the ribbon cutting at the new Fisher House and Lake, and in Orlando, Florida, at Lake Nona. And again, ladies, would you mind being our Valentines? Sure. Yes. No mind. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Well, again, thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Be safe out there.
Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you.